It's time to go full speed ahead with Michael Kelly. Each week, we take you inside all the big sports stories at USF from the perspective of the man who oversees the program, Vice President of Athletics, Michael Kelly. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. Got a few things of note to touch on on this particular full speed ahead. We'll probably go in chronological order. We're going to do a lot of anagrams and initials, TGH, <laughs> BOG, OCS, WINs. We're oh, all over the all place. Kinds of good three-letter words. <laughs> That's right. We came from the three letters here. Uh, and, of course, we are going to talk about FAMU and the win against Florida A&M in the football opener. But let's kind of go chronologically. We last people were hearing from us uh, last Tuesday, and then a couple days later, just dropped a little note, TGH, uh, and we've always had a fantastic relationship with them. And this made it possibly reach a new height. Explain what happened last Thursday. Yeah, it certainly did. It's been a, it's really been a gift that's probably been in motion for almost two years now, uh, shortly after Mr. Weatherford first challenges for the overall stadium project. And, you know, it was just a long time coming. But you're right, TGH has been a great partner with us already as it relates to the, obviously the medical school and being our teaching hospital and everything else from a university standpoint. And for many years now, they've been a major athletic sponsor. They've been the sponsor, presenting sponsor of our various football and basketball seasons. But this takes it next next level, obviously, to have a philanthropic gift that uh, reaches $25 million total to be able to be a big cornerstone of the philanthropy we need to be able to build the overall on-campus stadium project for us was 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 huge. We'd already had $5 million from Mr. Vinnick, $5 million from the Marsani family, and now to have $25 million from TGH really keeps us right on target for the fundraising we need to continue to, to build the stadium and the operations complex that we that we want so so much. Now, the operations complex is going to have probably some nomenclature of TGH upon it. In fact, they're going to be called the, the Tampa General Hospital Center for Athletic Excellence. I want you to sort of uh, map it out for people without, you know, we're not doing renderings here, but as far as the actual operations center, what are we talking about? Yeah, as people can picture it, we all know where the IPF is now. Another three little <laughs> Which we love very <laughs> much. But uh, obviously from where the indoor performance facility currently is, and just to the north of that, uh, where there currently is some recreational softball fields. We envision a, uh, a parking lot and, and then an operations building, which will house basically everything for football and for lacrosse that will be in that building, you know, weight rooms, meeting rooms, locker rooms, everything you could imagine. TGH will have their name on that. Like I said, we're going to call it the Center for Athletics Excellence. Five or 6,000 square feet of that building will be a facility for TGH that they will, uh, they're currently thinking about putting a lot of their mental health, behavioral health, wellness operations, or at least have an expert kind of be able to check in there, which will serve two amazing purposes. It'll serve the campus community a little bit for students, obviously a ton for student athletes, which I get excited about because we all know how important mental health, behavioral health, and wellness is for our student athletes to have the in sports psychology, to kind of have that edge that we all talk about a lot on this program, uh, to now I think really be in position to have the very best experts in this region, all being provided by TGH and USF Health will be just unbelievable for them. But then also still being able to have a, a component that the Tampa Bay community can reach for those same services coming into the building that we're going to see here at USF each and every day, reinforce the brand, reinforce the, reinforce the athletics excellence, and just be able to serve a very huge need for uh, uh, for health here in the uh, you know, behavioral health and mental health here in the Tampa Bay area. So it's truly a win-win. They support us to a level that we've never had a gift this large before. It helps us finish our vision for the athletics uh, district and to build make this building a reality. And then obviously it also is going to help them and, and help all of us serve the 
serve the overall health of the community, which is, uh, again, it's a, it's a rare win-win opportunity in this situation. Well, you definitely answered the one question as far as the operations center. It is going to be a big center. It's not just going to be a few coaches' offices out there, although right. their, their, their area here is good right now, but it's going to be great. And then uh, can I ask about the timeline? Does it roughly match up with the on-campus stadium? Yeah, we know yet. yeah, it should match up very close to that or maybe even be a little bit ahead of the schedule of the stadium itself. We just have to see how it kind of comes together as we continue to do our design work on this. But as I said, and I've said many times, this is going to create what I think is going to be the finest <laughs> athletics district in college sports. And when you think about a stadium, an indoor, an operations building, just from a football standpoint, being all connected like that, very few schools have that really in the country. Uh, certainly from a lacrosse standpoint, hardly anyone has that. So they'll be you know, far, far ahead of everyone as, as well. But when you complete that athletic district, it is one other benefit that uh, TGH gets with this gift is the opportunity they're going to basically the forevermore it'll be known as the uh, TGH USF Athletics District. And so when you kind of come on Bull Run and come here on uh, on the road here, you'll you'll kind of see signage that will be dedicated to that to kind of reinforce that message as well. So they've uh, stepped up in a big way, and that's why my quote last week really meant that, hey, they just bought into the full vision, not only to serve our student athletes uh, from a health standpoint, but to help make our vision for the future a reality. And one of the things just you said best in the country, which is I can I'm, I'm envisioning it, but maybe just another suggestion to just take it over the top, like a, a shuttle uh, for broadcasters or who, whoever the like to get from one building to the next and make it covered in case it's raining. Is yeah, we don't. Yeah. You, you no? know, we just don't want you to get wet even from your, your closest <laughs> walk. But you can still jog from the yeah, okay. from the Selman to the indoor. It's not that far. Room. It really isn't that far. So even if. So it, you just have to run from Selman to Porter and then you're good for the rest of the way. <laughs> okay. okay. I can do it. I've done it. Uh, now, even if that was the only off the field, although it's going to affect on the field news of last week. That would have been a perfectly great week. But then Friday, as I joked on uh, social media, this is the best Friday night and Friday afternoon news dump because if guys aren't familiar with journalism, sometimes when there's a bad bit of news, you know, teams will try and slide it under the rug at like 4.59 on Friday <laughs> when everyone's right. getting out into the weekend. And roughly around the same time, we learned officially that the Florida Board of Governors has approved the school's plan for the new on-campus stadium. Kind of a big bit of news. Yeah, that was a huge next step for us. Obviously, the way the public colleges of uh, Florida are governed has, you know, 12, the 12 different uh, public schools uh, all kind of report up through the Board of Governors. And so even though we had passed the test uh, for our local board of trustees here at USF, uh, any project that borrows money or uh, anything that goes on like that does uh, does get need to get the formal approval of the Florida Board of Governors. So we were able to get that done. We were hoping to get that done a week before the storm kind of delayed that. It was going to be an in-person meeting in, in Gainesville. It then became an online meeting that took place last Friday. And um, not surprisingly, you know, the, the only people that can really speak on your behalf in that meeting are the president and or the chairman in our case the chairman will weatherford was the person that uh, that gave us uh, the vision for that and, and obviously helped deliver that that great news and ironically uh because of the delay the day it was september 8th two years ago when he first gave us the goal of, of building the stadium and on september the 8th we got a major next milestone step for the board of governors to approve the uh, financing plan so uh <laughs> We'll look for some other great, great things that happen next September. I know, I know. I'll have to check the schedule for 26 and 27 for yeah. what the actual <laughs> game dates are. So we'll that's, see. that's a good day to remember. Now, i got to ask, and people are thinking it, if I'm thinking it, how did you find out? <laughs> were you, like, zoned in on the meeting? Or oh, did yeah. Well, did totally well text you? Okay. No, no, we were totally zoned in on the meeting. <laughs> okay. I think everyone on the president's cabinet and certainly uh, myself and Jay Stroman were, were watching intently on the 
on on that. As I know many of our fans were, you know, there's a link on oh, there that, right. that, that that are watching it. And in fact, there was a little bit of a premature celebration because they were, it had to pass a committee first, and we passed that. And then they still needed to wait for the full board about an hour, hour and a half later. <laughs> uh, that was when the full formal approval. But it was unanimous. That just proves that the, the plan is good. That was solid. And it certainly uh, speaks to the leadership of uh, Will Weatherford, who was able to uh, to explain his vision, be able to show what we've done as a university and to bring it home. So September 8th is uh, heretofore known as Will Weatherford Day <laughs> <laughs> around these parts. Very well should be. And then, yeah, September 9th was a pretty good day for the football squad. Got to see... First of all, I thought an excellent turnout, beginning yeah. with my first experience uh, with the Stampede. We talked about it last week with the bus arriving. Normally, I'm getting ready to go on air, but we decided to you know, see if we could make it sound good, and I think it did with the bus arriving, not just with Coach Golish giving me some time, but uh, the, the band in the background, and, and, and there were way more people than I expected. It was tremendous, and so, listen, if you're if you're a Bulls fan, especially maybe this week, Get there early because people show up and show out for that team. And I, I could tell you from being in the middle of it, they feel that love. And there was a lot of good interaction there, too. I agree with you. It was really good energy. And I know that Stampede route is something that we had had in the past. And, and many, many loved it. And uh, certainly to go back to it was it was the right thing to do, especially if people are going to come out like that and have that energy. So I agree. I think it's one of the coolest things. It, it, granted, you have to be there two hours and two hours and 15 minutes before right. game time to be able to capture it, but it's worth every minute, especially if you're going to come out and tailgate anyways. You just kind of take a quick quick break from your tailgate in, in the lot. You come over to the pathway, which is really nicely marked already, feel the energy of the band and everybody coming coming down. And I, I agree. I think the guys had a great time. It was great support and glad to come together. And I'll tell you, it leads into the pageantry of what we do. And I, I know some of our fans maybe just go straight in the stadium, some tailgate for the five hours we make available to them. The other thing I think that's really underrated is is the road show. <laughs> <laughs> that thing when, when our hot band and our and our uh, all-girl cheer, our co-ed cheer, our sun dolls, and everyone's out there together doing the routine. It's kind of the right note. It's kind of almost a warning to go back into the stadium at the time. But it's a it's a great show. It really brings together a uh, uh, great school spirit, and I think it, and it was another great turnout there for that as well. I was impressed. And I was able to pass on actually tailgating, just so you know, because I was getting ready to go on air. But I did notice for sure, and didn't know this, that Lalo Prado has a cigar lounge, I mean, which was just hilarious and, of course, makes all the sense in the world. Uh, now, as far as the game itself. Um, and then there's the, there's the Kelly uh, Irish Pub and Lot 6, too. The, the sign is there. To, I'm very proud of the South the South Side tailgate no, group. I, That's right. i got to mark that down. What, yeah. what, what lot was that again? Lot 6. Okay, lot maybe six. if I show up a little sooner this time. Yeah. Uh, now, as far as the game, speaking of showing up, it was uh, tremendous to watch. And, you know, after a little bit of a, oh, Florida A&M's here to play beginning. <laughs> the Bulls offense and the defense forcing five turnovers come to play. And I thought the crowd was really engaged throughout. I thought it was a tremendous, and, and again, credit to the opponent. Maybe, maybe people think the Bulls should have won more easily. But first of all, I think that's disrespectful to Florida A&M. They're, they're, they're really good. And, hey, a win at this point is a win no matter what. I loved it. Yeah, it was a great atmosphere. And again, I do appreciate the fans coming out. I thought the students had a great turnout as well, which is good to see for the first uh, you know, opening game, which we always love to have. And you're right, Florida A&M hasn't won 10 games by mistake. Yeah. They've got a winning mentality, and they're doing uh, really well. So uh, we made a lot of great plays, uh, had some penalties that are making it hard on us, but, but a great victory and a great moment. 
And one thing I also uh, failed to mention as I was talking to Coach Golish, his whole family being there, you know, you, you get to see some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. A true family man, and I know it meant a lot to his father. I mean, not without getting too emotional, he was he was, he was was pretty emotional. And we got to see some of the, you know, on-the-field emotion stuff, too. I, yeah. I got to see him for the first time, you know, have that one-on-one conversation with the referee. So it all, it all, we saw everything on display, and, of course, his great offense as well. Yeah, obviously it's a again it's a it's a huge milestone for a coach to to reach being a head coach at Division One college football, and so this is a special moment for Alex and for he and his family to have their home opener there, and him to have all the people that that were so important in his life to be there was was great to see, and uh, just an honor to uh, see his team uh, deliver a victory, and we provided him with the game ball in the locker room afterwards, and uh, hmm. uh, one of many 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 more to come, I'm sure. Well, what has it been like being the athletic director when I'm talking about this next game? <laughs> because uh, the first question, of course, that comes to mind is how many tickets are you being hit up for? But uh, mm-hmm. what kind of response are you getting from Bulls Nation? I mean, just being where my office is it's been the last couple of weeks, I, I sit next to the ticket reps and they're just constantly on the phone. And, and it seems like every not every other conversation, nine out of every 10 is about this game. Yeah. The anticipation has got to be as great as I can think of for a non-Warren I-4 perhaps in a while. Yeah, let's face it. This is one of the most storied programs in, in all of college football historically. Uh, have them for us. To, for, we've played them before, but never before here in Tampa. And so f- for us to have gotten this deal, I think they've played four true non-conference road games in like the last 15 years. And for wow. Tampa to be uh, one of them is a – Again, a testament to, to us and just a great opportunity for us to, again, to experience it. And we know how formidable their team is, but uh, yeah, obviously they do things the right way. It's a great test for our players. Our players kind of love to play a game like this to see what's going to happen. Our fans uh, being not only our, our diehard USF fans are going to be there, I'm sure, but for the Tampa Bay community just out of being the pro market that we are and to have the curiosity of having a storied program like this, that's why I think people will respond in Tampa Bay as well and get out there and 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 support the Bulls and come out here and have a great a great game. But it's a uh, it's awesome. I, I, my colleagues around the country is like Alabama's coming to you guys. And it's like yeah, they are. It's really cool. Really cool. Got the same response from my next door neighbor, Mark. Kind of kind of knows. He works at TPC and there's some USF events out there every now and then. He's always got. He knows what my job is. And I said, yeah, big game, big game next week. He's like, wait. They're coming here? And yes, <laughs> yes, Mark, they are. And I think uh, they're not going to be alone. It's going to be, I'm sure, a lot of Alabama fans there, but a ton of Bulls fans. Uh, can we be prepared for some red in the stands, not just the red seats? Oh, I'm week? sure there'll be a, a lot of <laughs> Alabama fans, no, no, no question. But, again, we, we, we're currently sitting at like 60,000 sold, less than 5,000 seats available. We hope wow. to get the rest of them sold in the next couple of days. So please come on out, enjoy a great day. Let's support the Bulls. And you get to see, obviously, one of the most storied programs in college football. You know, as we will flip it to a similar situation when it comes to what else is going on. And it was Friday night, men's soccer playing a team that has won eight national championships in Indiana. That's right. Speaking of red in the stands, and I was so impressed, they traveled probably about 50 or it seemed like 50 or 60 fans. And it's not like they were playing another game in Florida. Their next game is a, a week away back in Bloomington. So there was that environment going on. And we knew that the guys had a tough schedule and hadn't got that first goal yet. But once they got it, I even talked to a couple of the guys today, captains on the team, there was that pressure just being let off the team. And they just shut them down the rest of the way. What a win against that team. Yeah, I was really impressed. I knew it's it's always hard psychologically until you can get that goal and get it off your off your back. But uh, our guys played with a lot of heart and played very confidently and, and 
you know, truly looked like the better team, not just in winning that game, which I was very impressed with. And now a huge opportunity to be able to play Clemson, who hasn't won eight national championships, but they have won three and, <laughs> and, and, won, and won two years ago. So another great test. And, again, for, so for our soccer fans and soccer community to come out, and I encourage them to, to come out here and support the Bulls against Clemson. And then, obviously, our, our women start to have had a hard non-conference schedule as well, but now they get the chance to start conference play here with Temple on Thursday. So things are – all we do these for is to give special opportunities for our players, for our fans, and the non-conference play. Hopefully bolster our rankings, our strength of schedules, and then it all means how do you get ready for the American and be ready to go to play. So that is actually tonight, the Bulls against Clemson. If you can't make it, we'll have the call on the radio side on Bulls Unlimited. And uh, the interview I was alluding to, we can... I'm sure you've watched it millions of times already, the new Coach's Show Bullseye. I'll be talking to Nick Scargill and Sergio Pinaros Mayaga for that show, and they're tremendous. They have a great side story. That was fun, by the way, and another use that you <laughs> didn't think of, I'm sure, for the IPF. But as I'm sitting there with B.J. Daniels and Kaylee Cottrell and the coach and uh, just looking around going, this is a multi-use building, but it was fun. And for those of you guys who didn't see it, uh, every Thursday, Bulls Speed Ahead on Tuesday, every Thursday is a new Bullseye show. And another example of how Coach Golish is very giving of his time as well. I really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah, the Bullseye show. I thought it was good. I, I applauded you guys for the first uh, effort of that for this year. I thought it was fun and different. And you're right, the IPF opens up new doors for us each and every day. Excellent. And then women's soccer, you just alluded to, will finally be back at home next week for an actual nice little home stretch of their schedule. Last week, they dropped 13 goals on Florida College. They're back to conference, which is, uh, again, it's been kind of a tough start for them overall record-wise, but I think they're going to fare well in the conference. And the men's soccer team, what a league they have. they still got a couple of difficult games until then. All right, any other uh, – do you want to give us a hint at any other major news between now and Bama, or are you just going to keep it tight lipped and see what happens? Well, what I really want us to focus on now is just coming out and have a great crowd with Alabama coming to town this week, and then our conference opener, which we'll talk more about next week for the Rice House coming coming into town. we got to make sure we show well and give our guys the best uh, best support possible when we open conference play here in just a couple, couple weeks. It's going to be a 4 o'clock game. We've learned that as well. So plenty of good tailgating opportunities for the next two weeks to – Get out there and enjoy the fellowship and then head on in and support those pools. And we enjoy talking about everything that takes place. And there's a lot going on, obviously, in South Florida athletics. With you, Michael Kelly, thanks for going Bulls Speed Ahead. Thank you. Go Bulls. If you want to stay in the know on South Florida athletics, we've got a pretty good inside source. Initials MK. Horns up, everybody. Go Bulls Speed Ahead with Michael Kelly. With new episodes dropping each Tuesday right here. I lay it out so you can play it out.